Welcome to another awesome episode of Elder Scrolls Off the Record. Today is Turdos, Second Sea, the 29th. Our show is sponsored in part by Tweaked Audio. TweakedAudio.com, quality headphones, 30% off with our code Off the Record. All one word. And also by Audible. AudibleTrial.com slash Quest Gaming Network. And also by such fans as Baloo, who says, Long live ESOTR, much respect. And by Matt F., who says, I just have to say that all of QGN shows are amazing, but I especially love the Elder Scrolls Off the Record team. They do a fantastic job. My day is always brightened when I see that a new episode has been released. Thanks for making my life that much better. Keep up the great work, everyone. May the foos be with you. Well, thanks so much. Also, you can find us at ElderScrollsOffTheRecord.com Follow us at Facebook. Facebook.com slash ElderScrollsOffTheRecord Tweet us at Elder Scrolls OTR, and you can watch this episode live, twitch.tv slash Network every Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern. And if you can't catch it there, you can always watch it at youtube.com slash Network. And everyone give a round of applause for Shank. Shank, this is his first show that he's written. Bow to him, minions. Bask in the shadow of his magnificence. <laughs> I don't want Shank back. Shut up, Dave. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, so, we're going to be talking about patch 112 today. Plus, we've got a Nightblade update as well. That makes Nightblades less boned. We're also going to be talking about Elder Scrolls Online in our weekend game section. And, gentlemen, uh, we have anything else other than that? Uh, any Skyrim? Any Oblivion? Anything? No? Yeah, I got a couple things to mention about Skyrim later on. All right, we'll also be uh, talking about Skyrim. Uh, Then we've got uh, the Elder Scroll Red Guards, their history, and their heroes. Plus, Dave's Guild Corner, patch notes, your emails. I am your host and fellow Tamrielic Traveler, Ivarwin. And I'm joined by the one and only Lore Master Lou, the Lore Master Olan. What's up, man? Not much, man. Thank you very much for the kind intro. Hello, Twitch. Hello, YouTube. Hello, chat room. What's up? And Dave, Snuggly Gumdrops, Dean Force. <laughs> I just saw that you had that on the stream. I hate you. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. You like that, right? <laughs> yeah. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another great show. It's good to have all of us back on the same show at one time. It's been a while. We've also got Shank, the oh boy, what's what's the old title, guys? The uh, writer extraordinaire and baller among men, Shank, Shank the Tank. <laughs> that is true. Uh, welcome, children, to the Shank the Tank hour from here on out, every Thursday at seven p.m. Eastern. Uh, you're you're welcome. I I am envious of you that you all get to sit in my presence for the next two hours. Uh, so. You're welcome. Everyone is is truly, uh, uh, truly inspired by your your glow, your magnificence, nay. 
My hue, you would almost say. Indeed. Oh, Jesus. Can can we move Your on? Hue. I was just going to say flabbergasted, but okay. I'll, I'll go with you. <laughs> I think if anyone's given off a hue these days, it might be me and my ridiculous, uh, you know, sun-beaten face. Work's been rough, guys. <laughs> Uh, but Shank, before we get into anything, of course, we've got something quick to mention, do we not, sir? Uh, we do. Uh, there is the poster collection that we were discussing. Uh, we mentioned it at the top of uh, last week's show. But uh, guess what, guys? It's uh, it's available. And um, if you want, uh, you can purchase this right now from Inside Editions or Amazon for $24.99 US dollars. Uh, what are you going to get for that money? Uh, it's going to uh, feature 40 four zero removable 12 by 16 inch posters uh, featuring, you know, gorgeous, beautiful environments, iconic imagery, characters, battles, and more. Basically, all the epic stuff that you guys have uh, been uh, accustomed to and uh, exposed to throughout Elder Scrolls Online. Um, like I said, Inside Editions and Amazon for $24.99. Uh, you can get it right now. Yeah, I got uh, some of these pictures up on the stream, and they're looking uh, very, very, very pretty. Yeah, where's that main one that uh, we talked about before? The one picture that I think they had on the website, on our main website, of the High Elf Sorceress. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got to uh, I got to get this. It's it's pretty it's pretty epic. Uh, do not adjust that dial if you are. If you are hearing Elder Scrolls music all throughout this show, it's because we're doing something a little bit different this week. Uh, hopefully you'll like it. And if you do, we'll keep it up. Otherwise, we'll uh, go back to what we've been doing. So kick back, relax. And as we discuss our, our topics, we can also listen to some, some very lovely music by Jeremy Soule and Brad Derrick, who is the composer of the Elder Scrolls Online game soundtrack. Can I say something real quick? I wrote quick? this one. Uh... Okay, well, uh, Dave had a dumb comment. Shank wanted to ask something, so let's just go to Shank. <laughs> <laughs> I really like this this music in the background thing. It makes this podcast feel even more like we're just sitting around an inn, just chit chatting. the uh, The goal is is to not make it overpowering, but at the same time have it have it be a constant presence during during the show that you can definitely hear it. So. Um, while the show is going on, I'm actually going to be, you know, increasing and decreasing the volume. Um, so hopefully, hopefully I, we hit it right, but, uh, I think it's going to end up being, being pretty awesome if we pull it off. So, all right. Uh, well, uh, gentlemen, lest, uh, lest we not forget, we've got some discussions that, that we, uh, we definitely got to get into, which will be our first hour and our second hour. We're going to do some gameplay. So. So hang on tight, because we're about to get into it right about now. In their tongue is Dovahkiin, Dragonborn. Oh yeah, baby. So Shank, what's uh, what's number one on the old docket? So number one is the. Uh, Fixes in progress or patch 1.1.2. Uh, Jess Folsom uh, posted this on the uh, Elder Scrolls Online forums uh, very recently, actually, May 25th, so not that too long ago. Um, and there's some pretty sort of critical, important fixes uh, in here. 
uh, that we uh, can see actually up on the uh, live stream if you have the link open. I'm assuming you do because that's just, I mean, you just do that. <laughs> well, actually um, not yet. Uh, so let me go ahead and do exactly that for you. <laughs> all right. So I will vamp a little bit. Um, there are a number of issues, uh, some big, some uh, not so big that they've been you know, constantly fixing and tweaking and updating to the game. Um, and I'm just going to read the first uh, paragraph here because she says it pretty well. Uh, for the main issues below, and there's a list, uh, we are working around the clock to get them fixed as soon as possible. Please note, this post does not address every issue we are looking at and working on, only the critical ones. Um, so uh, do you want me to just uh, kind of go down the, the list here? Yeah, well, uh, yeah, yeah. Let's start with uh, error 301. Sure, so error 301. Um, what she says on this is that we are researching the root cause of error 301 issue and will provide updates as soon as we have them. Now, for somebody like me who does not have the game yet, have any of you folks encountered this issue? And if so, what exactly is it? Hmm. Um, no, I, Dave's shaking his head. Yeah, I... <laughs> Uh, yes. it, it looks familiar, but yeah, uh, Lou, maybe you can sort of bring us into this one a little bit. What do you got? Uh, for Arrow 301, that's usually, well, for me, it doesn't connect me to the game at all. Oh. Okay, I, I, I won't even, I will be at the uh, login screen where you enter your information, you know, your username, your password and such, and that will pop up as a little dialog box saying Arrow 301. And it blocks you from ever logging onto the game from the launcher. Wow, that okay. okay. So <laughs> that sounds pretty serious to me, man. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah, that pretty much means you don't play the game <laughs> at all. Well, all right, okay. So there we go. Uh, there, there you have it. Uh, they uh, she goes on to list um, uh, five items here, four items, five items uh, that they have fixed. Uh, mm -hmm. The first one being loading screen infinite tooltip loop. Uh, what she says here is some people were encountering a loading screen issue where tooltips would rotate infinitely and the loading screen would not go away. Uh, we pushed yes. a hotfix yesterday and fixed the issue. Yes, yes, yes. That that I remember uh, I remember receiving. Uh, the next one though, Shank, the the memory leak. Uh, this this is a this is obviously a big hot topic. Uh, yeah, it's a big one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is pretty big. Uh, we have confirmed that the hotfix we pushed yesterday for the memory leak issues has fixed most reported memory leaks. If you encounter others, please let us know. Um, really quick, if you're not familiar with what a memory leak is, um, you have RAM on your computer. That's memory. Memory leak, basically, there's something, something in the code that's just overflowing and filling the RAM quick. If you keep filling your RAM, your game's going to start running slow and start chugging, and it's going to cause real problems. So the fact that they plugged the leak, <laughs> see what I did there? <laughs> um, <laughs> that's a great thing. Your game's probably going to run a lot smoother now, load faster, and just j probably notice just better performance overall. Mm -hmm. uh, did either of you guys have a memory leak issue at all? Yes. <clears throat> I could I swear I had, but I, I didn't. I don't know. I, I could say I have because the more I play, you can feel it chugging eventually. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, that's what a memory leak feels like, especially y'all know if you, if you play things like Minecraft, which runs on Java, which is the source for all memory leaks ever. Really? I didn't um, know Minecraft ran on Java. Yeah, Minecraft runs on Java. I did not yeah. know that. Yep. Um, I, 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 
go ahead, but I want to cut over to Lou because he seems to be the the resident unlucky gamer out of all. Yeah, of us he right seems now. to get like he's the big target man yeah. out of all of us. Anything bad that can happen falls on Lou. But yeah, like I was saying, uh, Minecraft chugs along. I kind of had that feeling sometimes when I play for extended periods of time. But I don't know. My computers are beasts. <laughs> this is gonna sound really awkward, but uh, Lou. <laughs> <laughs> well, on the crap top, yeah, I definitely noticed the memory leak the most there. However, now with the with the newer rig, it's not as bad, but I still have uh, encountered memory leak. Um, mm. You know, especially when I, I I have lots of time to play, and obviously the longer I play, uh, the degradation of my performance, you know, happens. You know, before what I was moving razor fast, you know. No issues at all. All of a sudden, I'm noticing a one, a two-second difference in things happening in the game. Right. Okay. Or to where um, I will get a long loading screen. You know, as before, where it took me maybe a few seconds to load into a new area or load into a dungeon or exit an area, exit a building. Now it's taking me 10 seconds or so to actually get out. <laughs> okay. Um, has that been fixed for you? Um, it's spotty. All right, I will say it's spotty, at least for me. So, yeah, I understand. Yeah, the fix is out there. However, I think I'm not alone in saying that it hasn't fixed it for every situation. It still happens. Mm-hmm. You won't fix it for every situation. Yeah. It doesn't so. work that way. All right. Well, they're saying that, you know, let, let them know if you're experiencing more of those memory leaks. And, um, you know, should most of them... Wait, wait, let's see, what do they say? Uh, Confirm that the hotfix we pushed yesterday for the memory leak issues has fixed most that were reported. So most reported memory leaks have been fixed as per this patch. Uh, however, if you are receiving more, just let them know. Uh, veteran rank monsters, and they specify not Craglorn. And they say, on Friday, we pushed a hotfix to correct veteran rank monster values. Testing has confirmed the hotfix did work, though there may be some monsters who have not respawned since the hotfix who still have old higher values. If you encounter a monster that has been killed and respawned and you believe it has the older higher values, please let us know which one and where it is and we'll take a look. (laughs) And Shank, Septima Tharn. Yes, Septima Tharn. Uh, contrary to some rumors, Septima Tharn does not have a twin. We are working on a temporary fix for the quest to walk on far shores. The hot fix for this issue was pushed on Monday. Um, that actually sounds kind of funny. <laughs> no twin. <laughs> um, uh, have any of you guys done this uh, quest? Um, gosh, I don't remember off the top of my head. If it's in the lower le- lower uh, lower levels, I probably did, but forgot about it uh now rollbacks this was something that um our our community has has really had an issue with this week um i know lou for sure you you definitely had an issue with rollbacks Jeez, he gets uh, everything don't he he really did yeah he got poor poor lou got battered uh, yeah uh, i remember people in chat uh telling me that they were receiving rollbacks but what they're calling rollbacks doesn't sound like a implemented rollback. Uh, they state that on Wednesday morning, we rolled out a hotfix that should resolve the rollbacks that some of you are experiencing. 
Please let us know if you still experience frequent rollbacks, what your user ID is, and what zone you experience them in. So, those rollbacks were definitely not, um, were not uh, intentional. And I, I know for, for certain that while I was, uh, while I was questing out in, uh, in Greenshade this week, I did actually experience a rollback, and uh, thank God it was sort of localized to to a a um, an instant instanced area I was in for a particular quest line, <clears throat> because all that reset was just what I did in that instance, and mm -hmm. you know I only maybe got halfway through and that was it. Everyone once and and it booted me out of the game. I got rolled back, booted out of well. The way I experienced it was I got booted out of the game, I logged back in, and I was outside the the uh, the area. I was outside the instance. Went back in, everything was rolled back, and I wasn't the only one either. I was probably about 30, 40 people standing at the door just waiting to, you know, give it the old push and see what's yeah, going that's, on inside. Yeah, that sounds exactly like what they fixed. Now, Lou, I know you had a very frustrating time with this. Tell us a little bit uh, about what happened for, with you this week. Uh, well, it, it happened... Uh, to me, at least a few times every day, every session I played the past few days, where it was especially prevalent when I was doing a, an instance uh, portion of a quest, meaning I had to go in a cave, clear it out, and uh, go out and do some additional stuff outside of uh, the quest line. Uh, I'm trying to remember what areas. I think I was in, I believe I was questing in Shadowfen. Oh, I'm sorry, no, in... Uh, in Riften, okay, in the Rift, I was doing a quest where I had to go through a cave complex to get to another open area into another cave complex, okay? So here I am. I go through the, cave, the initial cave complex, clear it out. I'm about to, I'm about to exit <laughs> to, to continue the quest line. When I exit out, I am now back where I started, literally outside the door again. Uh, minus the XP, minus hmm. all you uh. know the gold and stuff I had. I had lived off the bodies, so I'm like, okay, yeah, I, I got hit. Let's let's try this again. Yeah, go through it all over again. Okay, meanwhile, it, it took me 20 minutes to clear it the first time. It takes me another 20 minutes to clear it. I go outside, fine, nothing happens. I go into the second part, of the cave complex. Guess where it takes me back all the way out to the front again. Oh, man. Nothing had happened. So, rather than deal with that, ah, I was like, you know sucks. what? I, I'm just going to log up this character <laughs> for a bit. Yeah, that, that's tough, man. Now, did it happen on any of your other characters at all? Um, It happened once on my Nightblade. And again, it was where I, I was going into an instance. You know, half through the instance, I stopped. Okay. Yeah. I went AFK for a bit. And the game probably timed me out. Now, are they <laughs> so all in the I've same... Um, I, I hate to... I'm sorry to interrupt, but I, I just want to ask this because I think it's kind of important. Are they all the same, uh, relatively close to the same level and in the same area? Or was this just spread out through a lot of... Because I know you've got a... You've got a, you've got a what? A VR3, VR5 at this point? Uh, yeah, VR4. And then I'm, yeah. I also got my, my lower level alts. We are VR. True, true. Four. But yeah, it, it's <laughs> happening through to a bunch of my characters, and they're all different levels, different areas. Okay, so this was this is probably a, a server wide thing, not not just you know, 
as Shank would say, you're boned if you're level 15 and not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Um, anything else on this, uh, guys? Uh, Lou, maybe you want to finish uh, finish up what you were saying? Uh, yeah, I, I was just saying, you know, I really hope they look into this again because I'm sorry. I'm going to call BS on that because it didn't fix it. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. That would happen to me yesterday, my sorcerer. So, sorry. I, I, I'm not taking them at the word for this. I bet that, well, when people say rollbacks, the connotation is that a GM looked at your account and said, oh, he's done something wrong. I'm going to put him to a previous save. Is the connotation that you hear with rollbacks. That happened in Rift immediately. GMs were rolling people back. Had nothing to do with the servers. This sounds like a server stability issue. That they have multiple servers running different operations that are required to run the game. The one that connects to the progress of your character seems to be disconnecting for some reason. Be it that you're not at the same place in your client as you are on the server, which usually happens to me. And then my character free roams with nothing being able to attack me and me not being able to attack anything else and not able to pick anything up. That's how I know I've disconnected from the server. All right. So um, for those of you out there that, that are, are having a hard time, just in general, all right, um, what you want to do is if you are having a hard time, here here's a quick way to, to uh, tell Zoss about your problem. Hey, either forward slash bug or forward slash feedback from in-game. But if you're not in-game, go to elderscrollsonline.com. On the top navigation bar right here, like I'm showing you, click on support. And then after you click on support, you can click on email, which is on the, the right-hand side bar here. And you click on email, you type in your email address, they tell you to describe the technical support uh, issue, and then click the submit button, and they do tell you uh, we will do our best to respond within one business day. They also have a phone number here that you can click on as well. Uh, hopefully Skype just doesn't randomly call this number. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so they ask for your email address, your country, uh, phone number, don't call after, you put put some kind of time in there, and of course describe your problem, and they'll actually call you. So, um, you know, it's not like that weird bald guy from the 80s uh, for Apex Tech, you know, uh, you they can call you, you don't have to make that first step, you know. There's, uh, there's Lou's 80s reference for uh, the tri-state area for the week. <laughs> <laughs> I always went there. No. <laughs> I always considered that a career option. Exactly. Apex Tech. All right, guys. Um, anything else? Anything else? All right. Pretty so, sure, pretty sure Zoss knows that Lou got a new PC and is just trying to screw him over. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what's happening. Yeah. No, we're going to deny you the full experience. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then uh, just finish up right there, Shank. Sure, uh, uh, Jess con- uh, concludes, we have also seen some confusion regarding death recap info, and we are discussing ways to make it more clear. Currently, it is adding all damage from certain abilities, such, such as uh, d- damage D-O- over time. Right, yeah, DOT is damage over yes, time. Yes, I learned something. Good into a single <laughs> value. This makes it look as if some monster abilities are hitting for far greater in one hit than they actually are. Okay. Wow, okay, that, okay. <laughs> Well, all right. I hope that gets fixed too. That sounds pretty serious. 
Um, just to kind of, I guess, round it up and recap. This is the kind of thing. If you're getting worried and you're at home, you're like, ah, oh, man, geez, you know, what am I going to do? This game is, is buggy as all get out. Again, we got to remind you, this is the kind of thing that happens when a game has launched. All right. You're, this is this is year one, guys. You're going to get this year one. This is totally expected. It's uh, <clears throat> it's not something that you should lay down and take. You've got to tell them and they want you to tell them. Please tell them appropriately through appropriate channels. Um, but year one is like this for an MMO, and uh, it's it's not it's nothing to worry about, but it is something to act on. Um, so so I'll I'll leave it off with that, and especially when you're considering you know the fact that it's a a huge mega server, North American and European mega server, you're going to get kind of funky issues like these rollbacks every now and again. So it's not totally unexpected. Um, anything else, guys? No. All right. So Nightblade update. Uh, this happened during the. Well, it hasn't happened yet. Uh, okay. So then, uh, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to? I, I'll, I'm more than happy to read it. In this yeah, sense. yeah. Go for it. Just because uh, yeah. since you're, I mean, you're you're kind of like you've got a Nightblade, right, Dave? Yeah, I'm I'm all up in the back end of this, dude. Like. Mm. I've, I've read through this so many times and played with it, it's not even funny. Um, okay, so they they posted on the forums uh, official post from Zoss Devs saying that they have incoming fixes and improvements for the Nightblade class. Uh, they've named off a lot of the outstanding issues that they've, they've come across that they want to fix. And uh, a few of them will be coming in one of the patch 1.2 patches. That's following the next major content patch. So we're looking at what? Six weeks at least out until these these fixes come through. But these were notified as, as things that will be fixed. First off is incapacitate will increase heavy attack damage. It doesn't already. Incapacitating strike will now ha be capable of critical strikes, which is some a big thing for the Nightblade class, because half of the things that affect crit don't affect crit currently. Master Assassin will increase spell power in addition to weapon power, which is ballin. Um, Path of Darkness damage will be increased, and the ability will also be visible to all players, meaning people start using it first off, and other people in your party will be able to see what you're doing and plan accordingly. Huh. Refreshing Path, which is uh, a Path of Darkness upgrade, the healing has been slightly increased, making it worth spending a point in now. Refreshing Shadows uh, it will always be active and will no longer require you to use a different ability to activate. Um, this is the one that, that when you use it, it increases your stamina uh, when you pop out uh, it increases your stamina regen when you pop out an attack with a uh, spell from, I believe, the Shadow Tree? Assassin Tree. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, also worth noting, there are three Nightblade class abilities impacted by the general combat note in patch 1.1.2 patch notes. Uh, fixing an issue with a number of abilities, such as the critical strike in Impale, which is one of my babies. Uh, that's the Assassin Blade morph. Killer's Blade, which is another Assassin's Blade morph. Sap Essence, which is a Drain Power morph, which 
uh, was exponential, I believe. No, it was multiplicative based on how many enemies you hit with the drain power ability. Uh, that now they now all affect critical strike ratings. Now, what does this all say for the class? A lot of this has to deal with fixing two or three different abilities, tiny things, things that should have been implemented from the beginning, such as crit on the abilities that say crit should already be on there. This does not fix Nightblades. This doesn't make them more viable. What this does is it fixes a few things that were already completely useless. Now, compared to other classes that I played, a lot of other classes, a lot, mo majority of their abilities, if not all of them, are useful in the right situations. Now, Path of Darkness, which they are going to be doing a full overhaul, as you see, um, Path of Darkness is just god-awful. Why would anyone ever use a ranged pathing ability when you want to be right up in the face of enemies 90% of the time, unless you're using a bow? It doesn't make sense. Now, honestly, <laughs> this is just the, the skimming at the top of what needs to be fixed in Nightblades, but it's nice that people are being heard on the forums and being heard when they speak out against a class that only has two or three proper builds that you can survive with. I'm glad it's getting a little love. Yeah, it sounds to me like uh, one of the big things that I keep hearing is um, Nightblades are cool, but you really got to know how to use them. Yeah, and, you really do. Yeah. Um, and also, I think one of the one of the sad parts about that is one of the best, I think one of the most, one of the ways that people intend to play the class is with a bow. And I also hear that the bow is underpowered as well. I think that was one of the first things that Mori was telling me when the game went live. So, yeah. um, you know, that being said, Nightblades kind of have it rough right now. Uh, whereas as some other classes like the Templar, uh, really by comparison are, are, are overpowered by mm -hmm. comparison to, to what Nightblades feel like at the moment. So, and, and again, you know, I, I have no idea if this is, if this is actually the truth or not, only, only Zoss knows what they're seeing on the back end, but I can only say, you know, what I've been hearing from, from players in, in our community and in our, in our guild. Um, I'll tell you what I, so. what it feels like Yeah. when I was playing my Nightblade to start and when I'm playing my Templar right now, it's night and day. The Nightblade, yes, it was doable. I'm not disagreeing there. It's doable. With the right amount of perseverance, patience, and willing to throw your dead body at an enemy over and over again, you can get stuff done. I think Shanks that, used that um, by by means of getting a date, right? Shank, you throw just... Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I, I, just, I literally just throw my body. He, he just, like, flops on him. Yeah, it just, you know, like the dead fish, I just kind of, like, flop over. Exactly. Now, in comparison, the Templar... I can do stuff I hadn't dreamed of doing on my Nightblade, but it, I'm not saying the Templar is overpowered and it needs to be brought down. It makes the game feel like that's where it should be. The Templar is where ESO should be. I think that the other classes need to be brought up to the Templar's survivability and usability for every skill across the board that it has in its, in its, sets of the, the three different skill trees. It really feels that 
Nightblade is great, but it doesn't feel like it's where it needs to be. Yeah, and I, I think Zoss kind of kind of feels that right now. Um, cer- they're certainly being told that, I'm sure. Yeah. Now, now, Lou, uh, do you have a Nightblade? Uh, yes, I do. Uh, what say you on on some of either your experience or some of these fixes? If you can speak to the the potential the potentials of of the fixes, one of the well, two. As, yeah, to the potential fixes, I'm glad they're, that they're actually listing them out exactly what they're trying to fix. Because then, you know, that will, I guess, less the confusion among the player base. And seeing some of the people in, in chat right now, especially those who've used the bow, yeah, I'm right there with them. In, in my experience with the bow as a, with the Nightblade is it's not a happy one because the bow just doesn't cut it, especially at lower levels, okay? Um, even on the PTS, way back when. All right, I really didn't feel... The real power and potential of the bow until I was in the 30s. Okay, and to me that's a mistake. You should, you know, all the weapon sets should feel, uh, you know, good to use from the get-go, from level one onward. So, if I, I had chosen a bow like I did on a light blade, level one, I should feel I should be not feel I should be on par. As someone who's using sword and shield, one-handed weapon, staff, two-handed weapon. That's it. Oh yeah. On I that note, have, I, I, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Dave. No, I've, I've got to say real quick. I completely 100% agree with you on that exact note, dude. You go on. You're you're preaching to the choir. Yeah, I. I mean, I remember one one <laughs> go on, girlfriend. We did on the PTS where they they made us start in the 30s. All right, and they gave us all the skill points. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh and yeah, making, yeah. And making a night blade, you know, in the mid 30s. I was like, my God, the bow feels great. It's an amazing weapon. Meanwhile, going back to my experience on <laughs> low-level Nightblade, wow, the bow really sucks for such an iconic, powerful weapon. Not not even in fantasy, in real life, how powerful that weapon is. And it feels like a pea shooter in this game. I'm sorry, that you know, that needs to get that, that weapon needs to get addressed. Pew pew. So here's my question then, Lou, to you. Cause I, I remember I, I played <coughs> Um, pretty, pretty far with a Nightblade uh, bow when I was in the beta, and I I understand I, I totally understand where you're coming from where it, it did feel a little bit weaker. But and here's my question: Is it is it is it is it that feeling of weakness just strictly for the weapon itself, or is it the weapon tied to a certain class? Like, is it is the bow just happened to be more effective with a certain starting class than another one? No, I think it's more along the line of the weapon itself just weak overall. Okay. No matter what you do with it. Okay. Um, the yeah, abilities that the Nightblade has with it, you know, can do with it, or just the, the abilities that come with the skill line itself, the, the bow skill line itself, feel woefully underpowered. Okay, they gotcha. don't have okay. the impact yeah, no. that, they, that it should have. I 100% agree, dude. On my bow build, the only skill I use from the bow build, which, let me just say, it's not just the bow. But on my bow build, the only one I use is the ranged interrupt because it also puts a dot. And even that is just, it's a joke. It's basically, I only have it on my bar for a ranged interrupt. But you know what? It's not just the bow. Every weapon ability feels useless from every weapon skill tree line. Oh, I say that, but the healing staff is ballin'. The, uh, the two-handed weapon is great, but 
the bow is god awful. The the two the dual wield is the dual wield is not even usable. You cannot play the game dual wield just because of how piss poor the damage output is from the dual wield skill tree line. So you're you're saying, better off you're saying swinging for knife blades or for just in general. No, in any class using dual wield. Mm. The dual wield abilities are so weak, you're better off swinging the weapon blind than using the abilities. It's horrific how low power the abilities are in the bow and how low power the abilities are in the dual wield, how low powered the abilities are on the destruction staff. I can't stand the destruction staff. It's 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 funny you say that. I mean cuz you know, I, a lot of people were introduced to the series through Skyrim. And if you remember in Skyrim, the bow, that's basically an unstoppable weapon in Skyrim. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. So and, I can do wheeling. Same thing. It's a it's a great way to play Skyrim. Yeah. It, no, I, you're totally right. And it's it, it's I'm just I'm just thinking like in my head, you know, that that subset of players who were first introduced to Elder Scrolls through Skyrim, perhaps played with the bow and got very, very competent in that. And now we're trying to play Elder Scrolls Online with that same bow mentality play style. Um, if you're one of the players, I'd like to hear from you because I want to know what you guys oh, yeah. think. About they are they are definitely meeting uh, meeting up with a with a completely different experience. I'll I'll tell you that just from from what I've I've heard alone. Um, all right, on to uh, outstanding and known issues, Dave. Yes, outstanding and known issues. Yeah. Oh yeah, I didn't even know that this was a continuation. Yeah. Uh, patch 1.1.2 fixed many outstanding Nightblade issues, but below are some of those that we either actively investigated, working on fixes for now, or have recently fixed and will push in a future patch. Please note, this list does not reflect every reported Nightblade issue we are currently investigating. General, currently Nightblade's own residual outgoing damage over time ticks break his or her invisibility. This is not intended, but it will fi be fixed in a future patch. Yeah, that, that kind of sucks, but usable um dark cloak shadow cloak morph uh this is i believe one of the ones i was using dark cloak is not currently removing damage over time debuffs as it should be we're currently investigating this issue and determine which dots are not being removed by dark cloak oh no that's the one what it does is it removes one or removes a debuff that's on your character to try to to clean you up so it doesn't break you out of stealth mm-hmm but it, it really is not as useful as the other one. The other one, I believe, gives you, what, a 30% increase on uh, crit for the next attack or something crazy like that? It's so much better. Anyway, <laughs> haste is not currently applying 30% attack speed increase to ranged weapons as it should be. We're working on fixing the issue. Mark target. Mark target currently allows you to see and attack targets that are sneaking, but not ones that are invisible. We're working on fixing the issue. Path of Darkness. The, pa the path FX for Path of Darkness and its morph will sometimes appear under the terrain. We're currently investigating the issue. They just need to remove Path of Darkness. It's so god-awful. Pressure Points. The passive ability is working as intended, but there's a bug where the character sheet is not currently displaying the Critical Strike rating bonus. We have a fix for this, and it'll be out in a future patch. Mm, hopefully and, that'll be out next week. Yeah, hopefully. Finally... Siphoning attacks. This ability tooltip no longer says it restores health. It never restored health, 
nor was it intended to. <laughs> <laughs> Just this forget everything you've heard. <laughs> we have a fix for this and we'll go on a future patch. That's Very stupid. <laughs> that was one of the best things about siphoning attacks was that, that you could, you know, that it would pull health and, and it, you know, I wish it would because that would be a, that would be ballin'. It would, you, in fact, be ballin'. <laughs> yeah, like, you, you, like, leech somebody's health and just take it for your... That would be... Ah, man. That, that sounds awesome. All right, so, Lou, along with your Nightblade, I mean, have you encountered um, any of these issues that you've, you've known about uh, that you could speak to? Or just in general, maybe, because uh, you speak to some of these fixes? Well, just for... I, I just want to go back to the known issues. The fact that... Mm -hmm. um, some of these skills are mentioned down here, okay, that we just talked about. I really hope they do address these, you know, relatively soon or at least make more progress on them because, you know, the Nightblade is a, such a fun class to play, right? And for me, you know, the way I wanted to play the Nightblade was a bow and a dual wielder, okay? Because I wanted to build my stereotypical EQ1, EQ2 Ranger, All right, Match the bow, but also pretty badass at dual wielding. And the way these skills are outlined now, the way they aren't currently working properly, you know, just to me, just sours that class overall, right? I haven't played my Nightblade in a long time <laughs> because of that. To me, the, you know, the experience is so underwhelming and so frustrating. I'm like, you know what? Rather than just deal with, make myself go crazy, you know what? The, sh the class is going on the shelf. The character's right there. She's on there, but you know what? I never touch her. Because I'd rather wait and you know have them put the changes through, the improvements through, than you know dealing with the headache. You know dealing with the fact that I know exactly what's wrong and seeing it right before my very eyes when I'm playing a character. <laughs> but I do appreciate the fact that they are, you know, taking a look at the at the class, yeah, you know, and all the classes, you know, and they're actually telling us, hey, this is what we're going to do. And I think a lot of players should appreciate that, saying, hey, you know what, yes. We all want to vent, but do it properly. Get your feedback out there or in the forums, the feedback reports, what have you. And you know what? We will get more responses just like this where they say, all right, we understand it. This is it. This is what we're doing. Okay, I guess, what do, we, what do they call it? The transparency. They're saying, all right, this is what we know is wrong. We, we understand it. We're going to fix it. All right. Um... Very good. And and Dave, anything on this? <clears throat> yeah, honestly, the only one that I've ever dealt with was siphoning attacks for the most part. Path of Darkness is terrible. I don't know why anyone would use the majority of these. But I guess uh, the point is, is that that's that should speak for exactly what I've been trying to say. Is that a lot of these abilities are so broken or so underpowered or so useless that Nightblade needs to be fixed. All right. Well, the fix is in, gentlemen. So uh, hopefully we'll, they'll get to these issues and, and some of the other issues we, we spoke about today. Uh, we're about uh, 10 minutes away from our gameplay section, folks. But first, we just want to mention Tweaked Audio, tweakedaudio.com. Of course, they're a sponsor for this show today, in part. Uh, what do they do? They, they make... They make earbuds, not just any earbuds, though. Quality earbuds. Really, really quality, awesome earbuds. Um, if you're in the market 
for a brand new set of, of headphones, okay, you've got to check out tweakedaudio.com because the sound quality that, that comes out of these is pretty amazing. And and one of these days, what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to, I'm going to have a demonstration of, of how how good their, their earbuds actually are, like the sound quality that comes out of them, especially in regard to the microphone. A lot of times what ends up happening is, um, you know, you're out and about and, and you, you want to get, you know, new headphones. What do you do? You stop at your local Walmart, you drop down 20 bucks, or maybe you're at the local 7-Eleven convenience store, Circle K, whatever you have in your local region, and you, you drop down about 20 bucks or so. And you get something that's like, eh, it's, uh, you know, it's kind of hit or miss. They're either going to be really good and you're going to hold on to them for a while, or they sound like garbage. They're flat, they're tinny, or they don't sit right in your ear. Well, tweaked audio headphones, you don't have that issue. And if you do have that issue, we'll get on to that in just a second. But they're going to sit right in your ear. How do I know that? Because they've got three different, um, three different little plugs that you can put onto the actual speaker itself. I'm holding this up right now for the podcast listeners out there. I'm showing on the video stream um, this little uh, white tip. It comes right off, and there's uh, two other sizes, a smaller size and a larger one. So it has a nice general custom fit feel for you. On top of it, um, no matter what you get, the bass in here is going to be very, very good. Uh, it sounds like uh, like a Beats audio or, or a Bose quality sort of sound that comes out of it. And the microphone is, is fantastic. It catches all the detail that, that you need. You don't have to yell and scream over this thing. And you don't have someone on the other end going, what? Can you repeat that? Hold on. I can't hear you. What was that? Oh, it sounds like you're in a wind tunnel. None of that. If you ever get any kind of an issues whatsoever regarding these things, no problem. Over at tweakedaudio.com, you know what's going to happen? You just send them right on back. Give them a call. Tell them, hey, you know, I had a problem. Or what happens when you buy those $20, that $20 pair of, of, of headphones elsewhere? You'll lose them. You'll lose them all the time. Or if you're like me, my cat rips into them. <laughs> you just call them up and say, hey, look, you know, uh, we had a problem. I lost them. They'll say, no problem. We're... We, uh, since you have that lifetime warranty, we'll send you another pair for free. That's how great their customer service is. Great customer service, a lifetime warranty, and also free worldwide shipping. It doesn't matter where you live. They will send them to you for free. I got a better deal for you over at tweakedaudio.com. 30% off. How? Just use our code off the record. Off the record's all you need in order to save yourself 30% off. So you're getting great earbuds. If you ever lose them, you ever damage them, you call them back, they'll give you another pair for free. They're going to send them to you for free, and we're going to give you 30% off, all with our code, off the record, over at tweakedaudio.com. Really, guys, you can't you can't fail on on that product. It's, uh, it's pretty awesome. So thank you, tweakedaudio.com, for sponsoring our show in part today. So, Varwin, I have a question about the Tweaked Audio earbuds. Sure. Do they feed? Do they the feed? The need for speed. <laughs> I walked into that blindly. Just blind, man. <laughs> like that hurts, man. That that you that didn't even know it was coming. Not even. Like that was there was this one time when I was about 10 years old. I was in my grandfather's front yard. I was climbing a tree. I was like, oh, man, let me just grab up, grab that branch. I reached all the way up, and I thought this it was a big branch, too. It was big and 
and thick. I grabbed onto it, thinking definitely going to hold my weight. Snapped, fell 10 feet down, spread eagle on a fence underneath me. Didn't see that coming, and I didn't see that comment coming, and I feel just the same. That's horrific. Exposed at a young age and beaten. (laughs) (laughs) I, uh... Hmm. I feel bad now. <laughs> Crispy wants to divorce me now. That was that was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Hanging with the Hines. That's what happened this week on Twitter. We spoke with Director of Public Relations at Bethesda, Pete Hines, about a few subjects. The first occurred on Friday, May 23rd, when we asked about the random increase in anger toward him that day. Wow. <laughs> he was tweeting out a couple of things and retweeting a few things that he was getting that day. And um, I saw fit to to uh, ask at DC Deacon, any reason for the random increase in anger? Seems kind of extreme today. Well, he tweeted back, at Elder Scrolls OTR, for some fans? I said, again, it would be a long time before BGS is talking about what they are working on. So some, some D-bag later called them elitists and then raged, I think. Uh yeah, wasn't that wasn't that you, Shank? Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so why does Battlestar Galactica what are they talking about? <laughs> Battlestar Galactia Galactica. Uh Bethesda Game Studios BGS. Oh, um, so it appears that, you know, we're not going to have any announcements coming this E3. And and why is that important? Because so many of us are actually Fallout fans, and a lot of Fallout fans were expecting some kind of word on Fallout 4. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. No news, guys. No news. Damn it. Yeah. Yes, man. Sorry, Pip-Boy. You're going to stay charged for a while. Aw. <laughs> uh, but more importantly... Uh, it, you know, more on on the subject matter today, Thursday, May 29th, We we asked about character transfers for the console versions of of ESO. Seemed to be a uh, a topic that was being discussed on the internet today. I think uh, Gamespot had uh, released a an interview or uh, at least a, an article about about the subject matter. So I I uh, tweeted at DC Deacon, uh, which is Pete Hines' uh, Twitter account. If we buy the PC version of Elder Scrolls Online and then get the console version for $20, which is the deal, if you have the PC version, they'll give you the the uh, console version for $20 for, uh, for being a good customer and also for the wait. This is uh, all to make up for the, the six-month extended wait. That's what this is about. So, if we buy the PC version of Elder Scrolls Online and they get the console version for $20 and transfer our characters, can we still play them on PC? Well, Pete Hines tweeted back at Elder Scrolls OTR, still waiting to confirm the details exactly. Don't want to speak out of turn or suggest that what we want if it doesn't work out. So, we're not sure if you have the PC version right now and you get the console version, whether it's Xbox One or PlayStation 4, later on drop down $20 and get that, and you transfer your character over, we're not sure if it's permanent 
a permanent one-way transfer. We're not sure if it's a transfer that can be reversed. We're not sure if it's a transfer that you can still play your PC character on the PC and have a copy of it on whatever console you're playing. So we're, we're, we're still waiting in the, in the wind about, about that information. All right, uh, Dave. Yes. Anything on the uh, Guild Corner this week? Absolutely, and, and it's been the same thing we've kind of been saying over and over again. Um, the Guild Blog's been updated. So anyone who needs to update uh, from Mumble to TeamSpeak for our our guild, head over to our guild blog. That's ElderScrollsOffTheRecord.com. Up at the very top on the, the Mega Nav, as, as Shank likes to say, you can pick Guild Blog. And from there, you can head on in. First things right up there is the description of how to get onto our TeamSpeak, along with the string of numbers, which is our URL. So hop on in, and uh, we're happy to, to have you there. Remember, in the next day or two, we will be officially shutting down um, our Mumble server. So we will be officially moving over at the end of the month. And, and as it's the 29th right now, you may be listening to this too late to say goodbye to the Mumble server. If you're listening to the podcast version. Mm. Or on YouTube.com slash Network. Okay. Anyway, one more time. ElderScrollsOffTheRecord.com ElderScrollsOffTheRecord.com Yay! <laughs> uh, Shank! Yo. I hear Audible is a thing that maybe our fans may be interested in. It is. Um, and what Audible does, it's actually amazing. Because you can read so many books on there, including Need for Speed. Yeah. Um, but you can get a free book. That's <laughs> Davis. You know, I, I, Shank, I, I think I actually heard a fan tell me that if they hear Shank say Need for Speed one more time, they were going to rip their eardrums out of their own skull. Need for Speed. I'm sorry, person. <laughs> you can, audible.com, you can download your free book at audibletrial.com slash Network. And you, that's right, you, the fan that ripped his ears out because I need for speeded too much, uh, will receive a special 30-day free trial. Um, this is an Elder Scrolls show. Uh, so for you, uh, we recommend The Infernal City. Uh, the, uh, it's an Elder Scrolls novel, book one of two by Greg Keyes. Uh, when you finish that, when you finish listening to that book, you can listen to Lord of Souls. It's another Elder Scrolls uh, uh, book. And this is book two of two by Greg Keyes, the same author. Uh, the novels take place 40 years after the Oblivion Crisis. Uh, so this is right after Martin Septon had his huge thing and like you basically were totally a hero. Um, audibletrial.com slash Network. And if you're listening to this show, you're probably a fan of video games in general. And I know a book that uh, Brian recommends on Totally Heroes is uh, Console Wars. And uh, forgive me, I forget the author, but uh, this this specific book discusses um, the console wars, the console war between Sega and Nintendo, and kind of everything in the that was going on in the back rooms, the political uh, gambling, and all this other uh, intrigue, Game of Thrones, as it were. Um, so check out that book if you like uh, video games and all that stuff. Uh, but again. AudibleTrial.com/slash Quest Gaming Network, free 
special 30-day trial. Go do it. You won't be disappointed. Need for Speed. Do it. How am I doing with the music, guys? What? <laughs> Too loud, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm working oh, on man. it. <laughs> you could hear Shank, though, right? Yeah, no, it was, it was oh, yeah. perfect. I'm just messing with you. Oh, all right. <laughs> Jeez. Jeez. Uh, all right, well, well, on to, finally, finally, on to our Elder Scrolls recap. What we did in Tamriel this week. We we played Elder Scrolls Online. We played a little Skyrim. Um, me, unfortunately, I had to, uh, I had to cancel Classic Elder Scrolls Night last week. Uh, some, some overtime came down and, um, beat me in the face and, uh, was unable to do Classic Elder Scrolls Night last week. And unfortunately, um, I have a wedding that I have to go to tomorrow, so there will not be a classic Elder Scrolls night tomorrow either. <laughs> I'm really sorry, guys. I it, it's not something that I can I can get around. Unfortunately, uh, you know, people get married. It's like you know, come on, I have a show. Can't you can't you wait? Can't you do this like on a Saturday or something? <laughs> Which is actually kind of amusing because when it comes time for me to get married, um, I'm pretty sure uh, Jenny's going to have to work around our recording schedule. <laughs> that's that's going to be difficult because you know that we're going to want you to record on the honeymoon. Yeah, no, no. Unfortunately, she's going to be like, "So, uh, so how about Friday?" I'm like, "How about Tuesday? <laughs> how about Saturday? How about Saturday? How about weekend weddings?" That's How right. About that? no, How Tuesday, about that? Tuesday can't work, Avarin, because you're going to be listening to Totally Heroes. Right. Yeah. yeah. You're going to be like, See? I'm sorry. You want me to say I do? Sorry. Hang on one minute. I got to listen to this. Hold on a second. Oh, oh, oh Dean. He is such a cat. <laughs> oh, Dean. Yeah. How about Thursday? You want to get. I think Thursdays are nice and inexpensive. Let's get married on Thursdays. I can't. I can't. I, I do uh, Elder Scrolls off the record. You know that. It's, it's spoken for. Let's talk about Wednesday. Wednesday's good. <laughs> I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm saying it It probably <laughs> will. Happen. Some level of that may occur. Uh, I don't have my notes in front of me as far as what I achieved this week in Elder Scrolls Online. So what I'm going to do is, as you guys are talking, I'll, I'll just kind of throw it in there as I remember. I'll kick it off. I'm level 34. What now? Up, nice. from, up from level 31 last week. So... Woot! You did it, you guys? Woot! Three levels! I got three levels this week! Nice, nice. I'm totally excited. I'm totally stoked about that. Um, I know I unlocked uh, uh, something Javelin. Damn it. Uh, I can't remember the name of it. Intimidating Shout? No, not Intimidating <laughs> Shout. <laughs> it's one of the... Uh, I forget it. Anyway, it's... um. Everyone's probably screaming at their radios right now with the the right uh the right name of this skill it's one of the it's one of the well-known what mostly most used highly used uh templar skills something javelin throwing javelin or or the piercing javelin piercing javelin impenetrable javelin uh drilling javelin something like that. Javelin, of doom. <laughs> javelin, the javelin of of holy light and anger i don't know whatever <laughs> yeah piercing javelin that's what it is um i i 
intentionally didn't unlock that. I, I had it for a lot of my, my builds during the beta, and um, I was using uh, Vampire's Bane. Still using Vampire's Bane. I want to unlock uh, Piercing Javelin. <laughs> I wanted to unlock it, and I did. And I'm very excited. I got it. Uh, I got it morphed as well. So now, when I when I hurl it at enemies, they they have increased knockdown effects. So that's going to work out for my tanking, which is what I wanted it for. Um, getting through Green Shade, I'm really enjoying it. I finished up the main quest out there. I'm getting close to getting all of the sky shards, so I'm very excited about that. Green Shade is ballin', dude. If you need, I'll hop in on my Nightblade and help you clean up all of the the dolems and the uh, the elites in that area. Yeah, let's let's talk a little bit about that. Um, the dolems, those dark anchors. Thank you, Zoss, for those those chests because they're awesome. They're definitely epic, and I love the loot coming out of them. You get a little bit of gold. You get a nice weapon or or a piece of armor. Uh, me, I received a uh, uh, motif. Actually, I got a motif out of one of those things, which was cool. Which was amazing. I'm so happy about that. Did a couple of delves, found a couple of new areas, did a couple of quest chains. I have not been disappointed in any of the quest chains I've played in this game so far with my Templar. Um, it's just just epic stuff. Just loving it. So, all right, that's enough with me, uh, Lou. What about you? How you doing in Elder Scrolls Online? Well, uh, for the past week, I mean, I know I mentioned before earlier on in the show, but um, I got my high elf sorcerer, uh, which is my main. I got her up to a better rank four the other day, and continuing questing with her. I'm actually, like I said before, I'm in the rift. Um, loving it. The zone looks amazing. Now, again, with the new rig, you know, everything, all the sliders are to the right for Art Ultra. <laughs> and, um, my God, the, the zone looks outstanding. Welcome, my children. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, it's like if you were running E&B in Skyrim and you're actually in the rift in Tez 5 Skyrim and you're like, now you're in ESO and you're looking at it, my man, the zone looks amazing. Can't say enough. <laughs> I've actually taken a few screenshots here and there just to say, "Yep, I may post these over to uh, you know." I, mean, I made you send. Yeah, I made you send some to me last week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Speaking of that, Lou, there's um an awesome thread going on right now on the uh, Elder Scrolls Online forums, saying uh, to to post your your uh, character picture, uh, like a portrait of your character, an in-game screenshot of your character. Tons and tons of pages of just submissions right now. Some pretty cool stuff. You may want to try that out. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I will. Yeah, because I've been taking just a lot of um, uh, just scenery where I just go in first-person mode and take screenshots that way. But, yeah, I also do have somewhere I actually I'm on my character mm -hmm. and doing some, you know, some emotes and stuff. But, yeah, I'll definitely take a look and probably post them on there. Should be pretty cool. Okay. So what else you got, man? Uh, well, since I hit the new level, I actually upgraded all my gear, the weapons. Yes. Very nice. Did you craft it all, or, or did um, you have it just sitting in the bank? No, what happened was, since I pretty much am the, you know, I, I, I can be called a guild crafting minion for everyone, <laughs> not Akatosh or RK. You know, if you mention, since I'm in TeamSpeak all the time, you mention TeamSpeak that you are a crafter and you need materials. 
I pretty much will go out there and uh, I gather everything. Let's put it that way. Even though I'm not a, a blacksmith, guess what? I, I mine every piece of ore I see. <laughs> I will grab every alchemical plant. I see every piece of wood, anything and everything that's in my vision. I will gather. Okay, to the point where people, other players have called me, accused me of being a bot. I'm like, no, I'm not a bot, you dimwit. <laughs> I'm just gathering everything from my guildies, and I, you know, during the day, I will literally send emails to everyone. <laughs> you know, I'll say, you know, I'll tell them, hey, you need alchemy stuff here. Here's an, here's alchemy stuff. That's the header for my email to you. And down there, you got everything: dragon thorn, bug loss, water hyacinth, everything you need for alchemy that I find in my zone. I'm currently questing it. I'll send it off to you. But, uh, no, I had actually someone make it for me. I had Brian in our guild uh, craft to make all my gear. And right now I'm sporting a mix of the Ancient Elf and Red Guard Light Armor look. Mm, sexy. Yeah, it's, it's, he made all blue level gear, so it looks pretty, it looks pretty good. Because remember, the latest change they did for some, some graphical optimization. The better the quality of your VR gear, the better it looks. So, yeah, yeah, that makes a difference. Cool. And man, I'm looking good. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's get some screenshots out, man. If you throw some screenshots, we'll uh, I'll, you know, I'll maybe on Twitter, we'll uh, retweet it this way. People can can check that stuff out. Also, you you owe me a a picture of your of your rig, dude. Yes, yes, don't, I know. I have to get that done. That. I, I gotta. Do one last thing on my desk to clean up because I still have old stuff on it. I need to move out. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we also got to get you a webcam too because um, people in the chat miss your your uh, beautiful bedroom eyes, Lou. Oh, uh, wow. <laughs> gee, gee, gee. Skype is having... <laughs> well, uh, we'll get over to, to your Skyrim in a little while uh, as long as your, your Tiso stuff is... Um, is uh, is finished? If if not, please. Uh, I just want to say again, I just had some issues with the bugs I mentioned earlier on. Yeah. Um, I mean, those notwithstanding, but the biggest problem I've been having is the fact that uh, my quest journal bug. Where since I'm now in the VR zones, you know, I haven't done any quests. It's telling me I haven't done any quests in Stone Falls and Deshawn. <laughs> so, <laughs> even though I did them all, got the achievements for for completing them, nope. All right, the latest patch, those have been down, knocked down to zero. Mm. And not only that, my, you know, I, I guess whatever achievement points I got for them, those are gone too. Because obviously, uh, since the journal says I don't have them, you know, I don't have those achievement points anymore. So <sighs> really? that to me is that like that a burns. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that, that's why, you know, for a while I, I've had to, you know, step away from the game every now and then. So you know, what? I, I've got to stop now because I see this happening, and I'm like, no, so my blood pressure going through the roof. I'll just walk away. Um, you know, also cured vampirism, my Soric. Oh yeah. Ha yes. Why'd you cure it? Um. Well, here's the thing. You know, for those not familiar, vampires in Elder Scrolls Online, one of their main weaknesses is fire. Oh, yeah, okay. and it's everywhere. They take 50% oh, okay. more damage to any to fire, any fire-based <clears throat> attack. and I, I get that. And the reason why I got rid of it is because, for some strange reason, Zoss has seen fit to make every effing mob in the game 
Yeah. Okay. Every mob. <laughs> Most 90% of the mobs in this game. NPCs, bosses, mini bosses, traps are fire based. Okay. Yeah. If it, if if I had if I was seeing this from disinterested third party point of view, I'd say, "Wow, you must have a bias against vampires since everything in this game is set out to kill them." Every skill an NPC boss is fire. Mm-hmm. Every trap you see in a dungeon, fire. Yeah. So you cured yourself of vampirism because you were getting a lot of damage from a lot of sources because of the tremendous amount of fire in game. Yes. It, it's okay. unheard of. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the when last time anyone agrees. saw a, 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 an ice trap or a poison trap? Oh, you don't. Sorry. You know, I'm sorry. I'm ranting. You don't see a fire. You don't see a uh, frost trap. You don't see poison traps. You don't see lightning traps. Barely. No, you don't. Like, no. It's re- it is ridiculous. Lou, have okay. you tried not sucking? Well, that's the problem. Yeah, man. Uh, the chat room agreed that uh, vampires suck. <laughs> yeah, literally. literally. <laughs> okay, and on the flip side, you know, the other uh, unnatural creature the players can be, the werewolf. Okay, their biggest, their, their bane is poison. What uses poison's game? Nothing. Very little. Mm. Nothing. Spiders. <laughs> when do we see spiders in the game, Zoss? Oh, we don't. Barely. Okay. Oh, that's Name me some NPCs that you see in every zone, irregardless of veteran ranks, starter zones, leveling zones, that use poison. Oh, wait, you don't. Other than a spider. Ooh. Wow. Again. Yeah. And not a lot of people the outside in. enchant their weapons uh, yeah, with Yeah, Zoss with everything against vampires because everything they want to give everything, you know, use their biggest weakness. Fire. You know, you know why? Vampires are vampires all the time. They're always a vampire. They always have that extra bonus. Werewolves can't get their stuff to even activate to level up. Which, as we've seen through the last few patches, they've been trying to fix. Mm-hmm. But uh, werewolves can't even get it to run. But vampires are always vampires. So I see it reasonable to, you know, make it harder for vampires. But I'm not a vampire, and I can 100% agree with you. Everything's fire. There's n- if you If you only worried about fire then you're good. Like, you don't have to worry about anything else in the game because the occasional lightning, the occasional frost, the occasional electricity, the occasional poison is so few and far between compared to fire. Well, Why there, even have that other stuff in the game? Isn't there a way to, to um, uh, build your armor to, to you know, enchant against against uh, fire, though? Yeah, your jewelry, that's it. Three pieces. Right. Yeah, you can you can stack resist against it, but even then, you're not going to build enough resist for it to be more than negligible resistance. Yeah, maybe part of the answer here is is to sort of reduce the uh, incoming damage of fire, the effect of that on on vampires. That 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 could be a wasn't uh, it? A it's like a, a twice the as much damage or a fifty oh, yeah, percent reduction to woo! resistance. Yeah, you know, you take fifty percent more damage against fire. Wow, that's yeah. ooh, it's that's, huge. That hurts. Yeah, it's it huge. And the fact huge. that I was rocking yeah. three eight hundred fire resistance enchants on my jewelry. Yeah. All right, three times eight hundred is twenty four hundred. Okay, twenty four hundred resistance. <laughs> Man. And I was still getting hit like a Mack truck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can imagine. That's. I'm sorry. That's ridiculous. All right. Totally ridiculous. Well, uh, Lou, we'll get back to you in just a few minutes, but 
uh, Shank, Senor Shankster over there. Let's uh, let's take a ba- break from from the ESO. Let's break it down to the Skyrim sound. Shank, what'd you do in uh, in Skyrim this week? Did I just say? Did that come out of my mouth? Someone hit me for that. That was awkward. <laughs> why why um, did I say that? I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight because of that. God, I'm so white. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Shank. <laughs> well, unlike the lawmaster, I was not a dirty vampa. Um, vampa, vampa, <laughs> <Suki>. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> um, I only managed to play half an hour of Skyrim today or this this week. I have a very good reason. It's called Watchdogs. Um, shameless plug. Go read my first impressions. Um, what <laughs> what I what I did in this game uh, was something that I actually hadn't done before, but I always kind of wanted to do, and it just sort of happened by accident. Uh, I walked into Riften and I l- just sat down at a bench and just sat there for 30 minutes. Didn't do a single thing, just sat there observing the NPCs and I, I shut off my music uh, for this portion actually because I just wanted to hear like the world and uh, characters and the, you know just the ambient sounds and stuff and it was it was it, it was weird at first because I was just sitting there, and I feel like if I was an NPC, I'd be like, what is this? He, this dude is just sitting here for, like, hours. What's he doing? Um, but as an exercise, it was actually really cool because, like, after, you know, after a little bit, it genuinely felt like I was in Riften. Like, I was actually in this actual city that really exists, watching these real people go about their lives, doing their whatever they have they're going to be doing guards doing the patrols the shopkeepers calling out you know trying to sell their wares you know i could you could hear the uh distant clanking of the forge um and it was it was pretty it was pretty surreal to say the least after about like 15 20 minutes i was like dude this is this is like a real place uh very immersive like word gets overused a lot but it really did feel like i was in rifton and that's that's all i did uh, for 30 minutes, and that's that's my entirety of my gameplay experience in El- Elder Scrolls this past week, but it was pretty cool. It was something that I didn't plan on doing, and it just happened, and it was kind of cool. Okay. So, so while we're on the, the subject of Skyrim, uh, Lou, I know you played a little bit this week. What happened in Skyrim this week? Well, again, since I, I got the new computer, I have actually um, uh, you know, we had a Reinstall Steam on the desktop, mm-hmm. and so I've been slowly rebuilding and re-downloading all my mods and add-ons for Skyrim. Okay. And as of this morning, I finally completed uh, that. I got all the ma- uh, you know mods and add-ons, but I ran into a little snag. <laughs> the game crashed the desktop, mm. so I don't know whether it's I probably have a load order wrong. Yep. And I, I can I tell you right now. Yeah, I probably I should have downloaded Boss or Loot, the I think this is version of it. Now, I think that's what they're calling it. The third version of Boss is now called Loot. What uh, what add-ons are you? Can you? Re, what add-ons do you refuse to live without when you play Skyrim? <laughs> oh well, obviously the the unofficial, well the Dawnguard patch, the Dragonborn patch, uh, the unofficial Elder Scrolls patch, uh, Skyrim patch. Mm-hmm. Right, that's the big one. Um, what else? The oh, the ethereal oven overhaul <laughs> to make the elves look a lot more uh, 
aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, they're really um, weird looking in in Skyrim. I mean, they're even yeah. they're better looking in every other game, but for some reason in in Skyrim, they just they have face that like look like feet. Ah, they took yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong with that, Dave. They definitely look like they took a <laughs> bash to the face with the ugly as hell bat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, also, the ultimate follower overhaul. That's okay. make the uh, companions act a little, you know, act better. Right. You mean not stand in the way of arrows? <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, and a body mod that I use, uh, which is uh, the CBBE, which is uh, Kalinete's Better Body right, Edition. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. That that mod has the biggest um, download rate. Following, following, <laughs> right? Yeah, download, rate. download rate. Uh, yeah. Following. <laughs> just saying <laughs> just saying what else what else uh Lou? did you get a chance to actually play the game at all or it was just kind of like a no it's just like that i, I probably should download boss slash loot and then have it fix what's going on otherwise i may have to just scratch everything again and you know uninstall everything i literally uninstall like skse mm. and everything wipe it clean and then just start skyrim vanilla style and then, you know, reintegrate all the mods through the Nexus Mod Manager. I'm trying hard not to make a Gangnam-style joke right now. <laughs> I think that might have been it. I don't know. <laughs> Take away SKSE. It's, it's god-awful. Burn it with fire. Do whatever you gotta do to just cleanse the earth of its filth. Burn it, burn it with these, fire as if it won't were some a mods run, they won't, Some mods won't run without it, though. Hey, then don't run those mods. It's not worth it. SKSE is just... Uh, Ah, ah. I'm with Dave. Yeah, I, I know. I had issues before. It's like, why do? Why does the community use it? Why? I don't understand. All right. Anything else, Lou? No, I will probably bug Shank later on this week to walk me through and help me with that, getting Skyrim to run, <laughs> and uh, getting his list of mods he runs on Skyrim and Oblivion next. I'm going to move on to, and. uh and run Oblivion now with all these mods because I saw some footage earlier on of someone for the first time using all the terrain, weather, lighting, texture packs for Oblivion. And for her, it was like an epiphany <laughs> seeing Oblivion for the first time. Yeah. So. All right. Well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, give us about 10 minutes and we're going to get to one of the best parts of this podcast, which is the Elder Scroll, but... Before we do that, Dave, tell me a little bit about Tiso. What you do in Elder Scrolls Online well, this week, my friend? First off, this is my conversation I've been wanting to have for weeks. And finally, you and I are here, Varwin. Yes. It's time to talk Templar. It is time to talk a little Templar. Y'all ready for this? Yeah. <sighs> Get out of my head, <laughs> 90s. Get out of my head. <laughs> God damn. Oh, Lord. All right, so... It's time to talk Templar because now that I've I've already you know got my uh, Nightblade as far as I'm willing to bring it, uh, I started my Templar. Mm. And first thing I want to say about Templar is everything in the Templar's trees are usable in some form or fashion. There's nothing that it has that I've come across yet. Now, say I'm I'm pretty low. I'm I'm very low. Okay, mm. I'm like level fourteen. Okay, but. 
there's nothing I've come across that hasn't been useful in some form or fashion. Uh, currently, I'm just using things to try to, to gain experience in the different, um, the three different class trees. Currently, I'm using biting jabs, which is puncturing strikes. Uh, the the upgrade of that. It's my press button and win button. Because mm. basically, puncturing strikes, nothing survives it. That's in the Adric Spear tree, right? It is the Adric. Yeah. It is the Adric Spear. That's the one where you take the the spear out and you yeah, and you just stab jab them three it. times with. It. Yeah, it's it's pretty yeah, amazing. It's, it's ridiculous. Like, why now, is you this ability it? so powerful? Did you morph it yet? Yeah, it's biting jabs now. All right, which is uh, the increase to enemies at low health, not the increased cone, because it already does the cone ability. I'm just I have a smaller cone instead of the wider cone. Yeah, I went with the wider cone. This way I could... Right, but I don't have to compensate like that. I'm not sure what you're saying. I'm just talking about <laughs> tanking right now. <laughs> now, the reason why I used it for tanking is I know it doesn't generate aggro, but it does generate right. a lot of a lot of damage, which if we I happen... We talk on that another day, too, sure. how aggro works, but... Yeah. Another yeah. day, another time. So, so uh, go for it. What else you got, man? Well, next up from the next tree down the line uh, is I'm using Sunfire. I actually have it morphed to Vampire's Bane. Mm. It's my ranged attack. It's also a damage over time, and the making of Vampire's Bane increases the duration of the damage over time ability. Wait, so, what Bane? What Bane? Uh, Vampa. Oh, okay, there we go. Va Vampa Bane. Vampa Bane. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so every time I, I cast it, I scream Suki and. <laughs> It's it's a really good attack. I mean, it's reasonable for the cost. It's reasonable to use. And uh, it does a damage over time, but it's not enough to really make it superb. But it's it's a pretty good ability. Do you use... What do you use from that tree? That's the, the ranged attack. Yeah, I, I do use Vampire's Bane. It's a great pulling uh, initial skill. Yeah, it, it skill. is really good. And it... It also uh, slows them down too, so mm -hmm. you know you can you can prepare. You can, um, like as they're coming, like that's a great time to use puncturing strikes because they're already getting the the uh, the slow effect. They're getting the damage over time effect with with vampires bane, and then right. puncturing strike you can just, just adds to it. Just adds to it as they're coming in. As soon as they start closing the distance, before you're able to hit them with your weapon, you're able to hit them with puncturing strike. So before they're even able to touch you, you've you've reduced their health to, to if not half, nearly half. Oh, easy. Yeah. Yeah. Usually, if I throw out a vampire's bane, it's usually to pull something, as you said, and one or two rounds of of biting jabs just eats eats through whatever's left. Um, the next thing in in my list is from the healing tree. Uh, I use the second skill down, which is called Healing Ritual. Now, yeah. what this does is my character stops moving, unfortunately, but he does a area of effect heal around himself, touching anyone close enough, but also heals himself for the heal plus, I think, 30% of what it would normally heal other people. I really like this ability because it's not so slow that it's unusable. I mean, it's a reasonable amount of time to cast it, but it's one of the few things that outright says it heals yourself, so it's pretty ballin'. Of course, also, it's not a ground target where 
it stops you from doing anything because it wants you to gra target the ground, which is a stupid way of healing. I hate ground targeting. So I didn't even use the first skill on that tree. I have that on my uh, my healing spec. Mm -hmm. And I use it. I do use it, but not nearly as often as the other one that you were you were talking about with the, the, ground, uh, the ground healing. Yeah, that's the first one in the tree. Right. I use that a lot more often. Um, but I also use a lot of other healing skills that come from the Resto staff and also the um, the Blood Altar for the Undaunted skill line. Yeah, Blood Altar's too. a beast, ain't it? Oh, it is so awesome. You put that down. Mm -hmm. Put down Blood Altar when you open up at a boss fight. Just put that Oof. thing down, okay? And it, do AoE healing. And your your group will will stay up, and you will be relatively conservative when using your magicka. It's really nice. Yeah, it is. Now, of course, I'm I'm I only have the one skill tree. I'm still fourteen, so I only have the one skill uh, set. Yeah, you got. I the, haven't uh, opened up my second one at fifteen yet. Yeah, what are you going for with uh, your next your next weapon skill? What are you What are you gonna go for? I'm gonna have to completely rework this class uh, once I open up my second. Uh, skills line because I think what I want to do is have my my this one what I'm using right now is my two handed weapon but I think what I want to do is go sword and board for my second skill tree so I want to have my hard hitter you know DPS and I want to have a tank build mm -hmm. a real tank build yeah that's what I want to do I, I would say um, don't put a whole lot of points into stamina put them, mm -hmm. uh, put them into magicka and health yeah, that's that's what I'm doing right now as well. Yeah. Um, but speaking of stamina, I do have. I'm actually using two stamina abilities currently. Yeah, puncture right from my two-handed weapon. Um, I'm using critical charge, which, of course, is a charge attack. It's as plain as day on pretty much everything. You don't need a a shield for that. No, uh, that's actually part of the two-handed weapon skill tree. I think it's the third or fourth skill oh. down the line. Yeah, I was getting it mixed up with something else. Yeah. yeah uh, One-handed. But my my big, heavy, mean attack for that, for my Templar, mm -hmm. if uh, there's nothing else up, especially if Biting Jabs eats up my ma Magicka, I have Uppercut. Now, out of uh, all yeah. the abilities I've ever seen in any weapon tree, Uppercut is the one ability I can say has been done right. Yeah, uppercut feels good, especially um, if for it being in the two-handed weapon tree. Mm -hmm. It's uh, I, I remember when I was when I had built a uh, Templar that used two used two-handed weapons. It it felt it felt awesome. Yeah, it, it is really nice. I mean, it, yeah, it takes a while to use, but it knocks the enemy down if they're capable of being knocked down. It put, does a ton of damage. It's an amazing ability. It's very good to have on your bar, especially as a, a two-handed. I can't say that I've seen anything close to the usability and the damage output from other skill trees, from any other skill tree. That the uppercut is stands alone in the worth of, of the damage that it can put out. There's nothing else that comes close. Hmm. Anything else, Dave? Um, I 
you know, I gotta say now, now that I've actually had some time to play the Templar, mm-hmm. and now I need you to, to talk with me about this as well. Mm-hmm. When I was playing my Nightblade, and I went into a fight, I either had to lock enemies down, stun them, or go in for a smaller kill. Now, on my Nightblade, though, if I was going up against an elite creature, if I kited them, or if I got behind their back, if I chained the right things, I could take out an elite just as well as I could take out another enemy, because if it was one-on-one, nothing could touch me as a Nightblade, if I was at the right level. Right. Templar, I'm moving ahead so fast, unlike my Nightblade, which... I'd get to a point where I was hitting brick walls and I had to grind out levels. My Templar, I don't have to grind out levels anymore because I can take on two, three things at a time, just completing quest after quest after quest, moving through the area. I don't have to grind anymore. Yeah, I don't have I, to grind I like I did on my Nightblade. I tear through mobs. The amount of you damage do. that I do, especially with the Adric Spear uh, tree, mm-hmm. I, I, I rip through them. Exactly. Now I'm taking on what two, three, four things at a time without a problem. Yeah, it's it's a completely different game. But the problem is when I'm going up against an elite, I usually can't stand against them. Even a one-on-one fight, I'm having trouble on my Templar. But I know it's because I'm vastly underleveled. But also because I think that the Templar just doesn't have the single-target combos that's necessary to really do the one-on-one fights. Uh, this this is another thing, too, that I kind of wanted to bring up. Uh, with last week's patch, I, I know that they had nerfed the amount of ultimate uh, points that you receive for AoE abilities, but they, they dramatically increased the amount of ultimate points that you receive for single target mm-hmm. abilities. Um, I... All I've noticed is just not filling up ultimate points for my my ultimate skill anywhere near what I used to. I mean, it's 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 at the point now where um, I think it was probably I think it was probably a little too much earlier, but I think mm-hmm. they nerfed it way too much. Uh, so, and the reason why I bring that up now is because I think maybe part of the problem is I either A, didn't didn't spec my my uh, character with enough single target DPS, which at this point, you know, I don't I don't really care to do that. Yeah, I don't know if that's an ability of the Templar. Well, um piercing javelin, like Lou said, I that that is a single target. That's a single target abil- ability, and um certainly so is Vampire's Bane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they're they're not viable. They're not usable on a constant basis. I mean, yes, they're great to supplement yeah. their main attacks, but that's all they are is supplementary. They, they are not worthy of falling back on in strength or in cost. It takes a lot of... Yeah, the, the thing is, is those abilities do use up a lot of Magicka. Um, you you are... The, the Templar... Templar, I see, is kind of like um, burst damage with a lot of armor. And I think that's why it doesn't quite work out for for elites because when it comes mm-hmm. to elites, um, if you had the resource pool to do the sustain to sustain the amount of damage on a constant basis uh, that that you do that that you do, um, I think you'd be all right. But the thing is, is the the Templar abilities seem to cost a lot of your magic of resource. 
Mm-hmm. Especially the single target ones. Right. You run out of it pretty quickly, and then you're either you're you're down to your potions or you're down to your, your weapon. And if you don't have a lot of those weapon uh, abilities unlocked, mm, you're in for a run for your money. And there's no there's no getting around uh, kiting these these guys either. So that's probably part of what you're what you're experiencing because I, I know I've I've seen the same thing too. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, it's, it feels like a very different game. Templar yeah. needs some love single target. It needs some love in the single target department. Um. Nightblades, on the other hand, need some love in the AOE and survivability. Which one would I say is more necessary to be fixed first? Honestly, the Nightblades need the love. Yeah. Templars are survivable. Templars, you can do it. If you if you are at the level that I was when I was completing stuff as my Nightblade, mm-hmm. my Templar would be just like laughing. <laughs> At enemies, but the fact is, is that your Templar gets places well before your Nightblade would. I mean, at where I am right now with my Templar, mm-hmm. I'm I was at. In fact, I noticed it particularly at level twelve on my Templar. I was doing stuff I wasn't doing until level sixteen on my Nightblade. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I I don't. I don't necessarily know because I, I haven't really I've never played a Templar at all. Uh, excuse me, a, a Nightblade at all. Mm-hmm. Um, all I really know is is basically what the game feels like uh, through through the uh, the eyes of a Templar. But um, I've I've heard the the same. All right, uh, we got to move on. But Dave, is there anything in in closing that you want to say on this? Uh, nothing else that really aids the conversation. Okay. All right, uh, we are we are on to the Elder Scroll, but first we just want to mention that this show is brought to you by the Quest Gaming Network. And if you want to check out, uh, if you like this show, you should check out everything else that we do here. Uh, you can start at QuestGamingNetwork.com. We record such shows as Classic Elder Scrolls Night every Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern. And then during the week, we have a brand new live stream for you called Rift with Reforged. It just released episode two this week. Episode three will be Sunday. That's Sunday mornings live on our Twitch channel. Go ahead, Dave. They're doing a great job with that. Yeah. Yeah, they They are. are. I want to applaud them for picking up... uh... Uh, rift again and and keeping it going on qgn that's awesome we're uh we're looking to uh hopefully one day turn this into a full-fledged show but right now rift with reforged live sunday mornings follow at rift otr at quest gaming to to catch when they actually do uh when they are are actually going to start up the live stream uh, Mondays is Swotor, Swotor Reforged, 7 p.m. Eastern, followed up by totally one of the best uh, one of the best podcasts we got right here on the network. Totally Heroes Mondays, 10 p.m. Eastern. One of the best. It's kind of awesome. A lot. Well, it does fill the need oh, for speed. <laughs> <laughs> That that is that is what's going on in the gaming industry this week. Well, let's ask Dave, let's ask Shank, and let's ask Brian Armstrong, the Jason Statham of Lord of the Rings. It's got uh, awesome stuff that Shank talks about. 
this week there's not much to talk about. Oh. Great show, guys. I mean, for, for the QGM personalities that we have here, um, if if you enjoy the personalities here and you're all about gaming, you've got to check out you've got to check out Totally Heroes because uh, I, I mean I, I can't I don't know how to describe it anyway. It's just the, the show is a mess, but it's absolutely hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that was supposed to be a compliment. I don't think it came out that way. No, God, it, it very much is. I mean, it's literally every show is just Brian and I trying to actively subverse all and any of Dave's potential control of the show. I, I mean, try to run the show and it, to destroy it. It's a damn free for all, is what it is. The gaming industry cringes a little bit when they go live. They're like, oh god. <laughs> And Shank's Spiel, your weekly dose of Shank and his musings of the industry, the gaming industry. Join him for rants, ravings, and information every Thursday at 9 a.m. Eastern on QuestGamingNetwork.com and YouTube, YouTube.com slash QuestGamingNetwork. And, of course, Shank Saturdays, Shank's weekly live stream every Saturday at 2 p.m. Eastern and available later on YouTube. Shank, what are you playing this week? Well, I am actually going to be playing uh, some Watch Dogs in 480p resolution at 30 frames a second. That'll be fun. Um, no, but seriously, I'm, I'm playing Watch Dogs. It'll be awesome. I'm super stoked about this game. And you should be too, chat room, audience, listeners. It, it's reasonably acceptable. There you go. Oh, I love this tavern music. Isn't the tavern music in Skyrim awesome? Yes. Um, one more thing. Varwin, if yes. I may. Yes, sir. Good Sir Brian Armstrong has been considering making a shank spiel of his own. Oh, tell me at Snuggly Gumdrops. Oh, yes. Um, he has not released it, but for all of those who love Sir Brian Armstrong as much as we do, please send him wonderful tidings on you on uh, Twitter at Silent Fury 007 telling him how much you'd love to have a weekly report from Brian Armstrong. Well, I've got uh, I've got episode 1, uh, the pilot episode in my inbox. I got to take a look at it and uh, and see how it is. I'm yeah, looking it's, forward it's a to it. secret right now. Yeah, it's, it's a shh, hush, hush, shh. We didn't tell everybody yet. <laughs> Okay. No, for real. Tell him you love him. He's awesome. That's right. Uh, donations, guys. We do accept donations here at Quest Gaming Network. Uh, it would be wonderful if you could donate. In order to do that, just go to our website, questgamingnetwork.com. $10 gets a special mention at the top of the show if you prefer. But, of course, anything is welcome. Sort of kicks, uh, keeps the wheels greased around here. We, we do appreciate anything and everything that you could contribute. Uh, Facebook, facebook.com slash network, google.com slash plus sign network, youtube.com slash network, and twitch, twitch.tv slash network. Those are all the places that you can follow us and check out our awesome content. What do you say to that, fellas? Yeah. I would say that it definitely filled my need. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Lou, the moment we've been preparing everyone for the Elder Scroll.
Library Bookstore. This is Scott. How may I help you? Yes, you have an Elder Scroll. Hello, and what can I do for you? You have an Elder Scroll. An Elder Scroll? Yes, I'd very much like to have those scrolls. Oh, my. And without any further ado, is Lou the Lore Master Olan. Thank you, kind sir. And today's Elder Scroll is an in-game book. It's called Red Guards, Their History and Their Heroes by Destry Malarg. Remember, folks, this is an in-game book, so you could probably find it in there. Go look for it. Notes on the Red Guards, Their History and Their Heroes. The following is a collection of the tales, myths, and history of the Red Guards. Much of their history is shrouded in the mystery and in the mists of time. It is hard to distinguish between myths and real history. Below are the first chapters of the draft by Destry Malark. An author's note translated into the modern tongue of Hammerfell. Frandor Hunding was born in 2356 in the old way of reckoning, in our beloved deserts of the old land. The traditional rule of emperors had been overthrown in 2012, and although each successive emperor remained the figurehead of the empire, his powers were very much reduced. Since that time, our people saw 300 years of almost continuous civil war between the provincial lords, warrior monks, and brigands, all fighting each other for land and power. Our people were once artisans, poets, and scholars, but the ever-evolving strife made the way of the sword inevitable. The song of the blade through the air, through flesh and bone, its ring against armor, an answer to our prayers. In the time of Lord Frandar, the first warrior prince, lords called Yukeda built huge stone castles to protect themselves and their lands, and castle towns outside the walls began to grow up. In 2245, however, Mansoul Sesnit came to the fore. He became the Elden Yukeda, or military dictator and for eight years succeeded in gaining control of almost the whole empire. When Sesnit was assassinated in 2253, a commoner took over the government. Randick Torn continued the work of unifying the empire which Sesnit had begun, ruthlessly putting down any traces of insurrection. He revived the old gulf between the warriors, the sword singers, and the commoners by introducing restrictions on the wearing of swords. Torn's sword hunt, as it was known, meant that only the singers were allowed to wear swords, which distinguished them from the rest of the population. Although Torn did much to settle the Empire into its pre-strife ways, by the time of his death in 2373, internal disturbances still had not been completely eliminated. Upon his death, civil war broke out in earnest, war that made the prior 300-year turmoil pale in comparison. It was in this period that Frandar Hunding grew up, Hunding belonged to the sword singers. This element of vampire society grew from the desert artisans and was initially recruited from the young sons and daughters of the high families. They built the first temple to the unknown gods of war and built a training hall, the Hall of the Virtues of War. Within a few generations, the way of the sword, the song of the blade, had become their life. The people of the blade kept their poetry and artisanship in building beautiful swords woven with magic and powers from the unknown gods. The greatest among them became known as Anse, or Saints of the Sword. Each of these began their own training schools, teaching their individual way of the sword. 
These An say the highest virtue wanted the countryside engaging battle, righting wrongs, and seeking to end the strife. To sum it up, Hunding was a sword singer. A master, no. A master Anse at a time when the peak of the strife was reborn out of the chaos of Torn's death. Many singers put up their swords and became artists, but the pull of the artisan heritage was strong. But others, like Hunding, pursued the ideal of the warrior, searching for enlightenment through the perilous paths of the sword. Duels were revenge, and tests of skill were commonplace, and fencing schools multiplied. Frender de Hunding Hel Hanse no Shira, or as he's commonly known, Frender Hunding was born in the far desert marches in the province of High Desert. Hunding is the name of the High Desert region near where he was born. Noshira means noble person, or person of noble birth, and Hel Anse is his title of sword sainthood. Hunding's ancestors reached back to the beginning of recorded time in the High Desert and were artisans and mystics. His grandfather was a retainer of the Elan Yukeda, Mansell Sesnit, and led many of the battles of unification prior to Sesnit's assassination. When he was 14, Hunding's father died in one of the many insurrections, and he was left to support his mother and four brothers. His prowess with sword, however, made his life both difficult and easy. Easy in that his services came in great demand as a guardian escort. Hard in that his reputation preceded them, and many awaited their turn to face him in battle and gain instant fame through his defeat. By the time Hunding was 30, he had fought and won more than 90 duels, killing all his opponents. He became virtually invincible with the sword, gaining such skill and mastery that he finally stopped using the real swords, created the artisanship of his people, and began using the Shahai, or Way of the Spirit Sword. All sword singers learned through their intense training devotion to the gods of war and Way of the Sword, the forms of discipline that allow the creation of the Spirit Sword. This is a simple form of magic, or mind mastery, whereby an image of a sword is formed from pure thought. The sword singer forms the sword by concentrating, and it takes shape in his hand, usually a pale thing of light, misty and insubstantial, a thing of beauty perhaps, a symbol of devotion to the way and the gods, but no weapon. However, these and say the highest level and sensitivity, and those with talent and magic, can at times of stress form a spirit sword. The Shahai, which is far more than light and air, it is an unstoppable weapon of great might, a weapon which can never be taken from the owner without also taking his mind. The Shahai became Hunding's weapon, and with this he slew bands of brigands and wandering monsters that infested the land. Finally, upon finishing his 90th duel, defeating the evil Lord Janik and his seven lich followers, he was satisfied that he was indeed invincible. Hunding then turned to formulating his philosophy of the way of the sword. He wrote his learnings down in the Book of Circles, while living as a hermit in a cave in the mountains of High Desert in his 60th year. In that year, Hunding, having enlisted in the many battles of the Empire, defeating all opponents, had thought himself ready for death and retired to his cave to capture his strategy and mystical visions to, sh to share with the other sword singers. It was after his completion of the scrolls of the circle that the singers found him composing his death poem and preparing to join the gods of war in final rest. At 60, he was a vigorous man who thought himself through with life, but his people, the sword singers, needed him. They needed him as never before. 
torn sword hunt had separated the Sangers from the common people, and the rise of the last emperor began the last great strife of the Desert Empire. The emperor and his consort released his final effort to wrest control of the empire from people by destroying the sword singers. Hera vowed to search out every singer with his brigand army composed of orcs and cast off of the wars in the empire and to scourge them from the face of the planet. The sword singers were never a numerous people. The harsh desert kept the birds few, and growing up in the unforgiving wastes eliminated all but those of iron spirit and will. Thus, the final strife, which became known as the War of the Singers, found the people of the sword unprepared and unready to join together the individually great skills into an army that could defend their homes and lives. Frandor Hunding was sought out, his death poem interrupted, and unceremoniously command of the singers was thrust upon him. To the unknown gods of war, great thanks is owed that Hunding had the time in his cave to write down his years of accumulated wisdom, a strategy of the way of the Shahai. The singers fled from the camps up into the desert hills and mountains, fled to the foot of Hatu, the father of mountains, where Hunding had gone to write in peace and to die, and there these remnants formed into the army of the circle. They learned Hunding's way, his strategies, his tactics, and final great vision for a master stroke. Hunding devised a plan in seven battles, leading the armies of Hira further and further into the wilderness to the foot of Hatu, where the final battle could be fought. Hunding called his plan the hammer and the anvil. With each battle, Hunding's singers would further learn his strategy and tactics, grow strong in the use of the Shahai, and be ready to defeat their opponents in the seventh battle. And thus it was, the six first battles were waged, each neither victory or defeat, each leading to the next. The larger armies of Hira followed the small army of Hunding. Outnumbered 30 to 1, the singers never faltered from the way. The stage was set. Hira and his army maneuvered to the base of Fatu Mountain, where the hammer blow was delivered. The battle was pitched, and many singers fell that day. Hunding knew that the singers who lived would be few, but Hira and his empire of evil would not live, and so it went. At the end, Hunding and less than 20,000 singers survived the day. But no army of evil was left to pillage and murder. More than 300,000 fell that day in Hatu. Of those who were left to run and live, all were scattered to the four winds and organized force no more. The singers packed their lives, folded their tents, mourned their dead, and followed Hunding to the great port city of Arch in the province of Seawind. There, Hunding had a flotilla of ships waiting. The singers left the desert for a new land. No longer welcome in the desert empire, they left to be sung about and spoken of in legend. The final great warrior, the singers of Shahai, the Book of Circles, all leaving that land where their virtue was unappreciated. Red, red with blood they were in the eyes of the gentle citizenry, never mind that they had saved them from a great evil. The singers vowed to learn new ways as they traveled across the great ocean to the new land, to adopt a new name but to honor the past. In honor of their final battle, they named their new land Hammerfell and adopted the name Redguards. In honor to Hunding the Great Warrior Prince, each household in Hammerfell has a place by the hearth and out. It's an alcove, really, just a niche, big enough to hold a scroll, the Book of Circles. And that concludes this book. 
I hope you all enjoyed it. I want to say thank you to the unofficial Elder Scrolls pages, the Elder Scrolls wiki, and the Imperial Library for all this information. Folks, if you like the lore, enjoy as much as I do, please go to these sites, take a look. You will not be disappointed. And this week in Tamrielic Holidays is Fishing Day. Second Seed, the 30th. Oh, oh did you hear this, Cotton? Oh, I heard it, Papa Brisket. This is going to be... Oh, did you hear about this coming up? <laughs> I, I oh, heard my this, goodness. This I, was, is... I have been so excited. And this is tomorrow. And this is tomorrow. You know what the best part about this is, Papa Brisket? We can just fish all day and not even be bothered with any of the other tomfooleries going around here in Tamriel. <laughs> you know, all year long, the lady... Always ask me what I, what what do you think today is fishing day? Well, it is. <laughs> <laughs> today, so. today, that's right. Second seed, the thirtieth, which is tomorrow, Freydas. Fishing day is a celebration for the Bretons who live off the bounty of the Iliac Bay. They're not a usually flamboyant people, but on no fishing crush. day, they make so much noise. Fish have been scared away for weeks. They weren't scared away. They were fished up. <laughs> <laughs> well, that leaves us over to our uh, our mail. You guys have weighed in this week, but first... I've been looking for you. Got something I'm supposed to deliver. Your hands only. Of course, our mail bumper. This one comes from Jessica Foss, who says, Hey guys, hope all is well. I was having a conversation earlier today with some friends of mine, and it came down to the economies of MMOs. Three of us played World of Warcraft, and two of us only currently play ESO. With the current in-game economy, with items selling in chat for up to 100,000 gold or more, do you think that... Do you think that come future expansions of the game, the in-game currency might reach ridiculous levels based on inflation? For example, veteran rank 30 items selling for 1.5 million gold. Do you think in-game currency should reach levels this high? Do you think that with the single mega server, that the economy will balance fairly well? Do you think that gold spam botters are causing inflation early? Can't wait to hear what you guys think, as always. Jessica Foss. Let's kick this one over to Lou. Hmm. Well, as with any game, as it gets older, uh, the inevitable rates of inflation, they will go up. Um, it, it's just how it is, because if you have an older established player base, obviously with more money or more in-game money, yeah, you, you're going to see a slight increase. Um, depends on the game, I guess. It depends upon... It all depends on what's, what's selling. You know, what's the latest hot item that people want to get their hands on? Like for ESO, Elder Scrolls Online, like the biggest thing that sells is the, are the motifs, especially the, um, the special ones. All right, The motif for Primal, the motif for uh, Barbaric, Ancient Elf, Daedric. Okay, those can sell for like 40, 50K easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, people often scratch their heads saying, well, how do people get that much money in the game? Well, yeah, there's a way, there are ways to do it. 
obviously questing is one way, but you obviously don't get a lot from there. You actually, you've got to run, you know, dungeons, stuff like that. The thing is, you have to be active in the game. You have to do activities that will gain you uh, gold. Um, whether game currency reach levels as high, you know what? If I guarantee, if Zoss said next week that they're putting a a, a cap on how much gold a character can have, wow, it would be just like all around millions of voices crying out. Okay, <laughs> suddenly silenced. Yeah, that, it, it's not going to happen. Um, because that's just one way of restricting your play base for no apparent reason. Okay, yeah, you could say, well, the gold, the gold botters farmers go spammers well you know what yeah they're 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 a problem but you don't punish the player base by putting a cap on the amount of money they can earn honestly in the game all right that, that's one way of pissing off your player base and I, I think they want to avoid that um the future expansions who knows i mean whatever goodies the future expansions bring in yeah that'll probably always be expensive you know, it's like, you know, going to get the brand new the new car, you know? Like, if Shank wants to get a new 2015 Mini Coupe, yeah, he'll go for it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, you know, I, I... Hey, when it comes to... When it comes to in-game economies, you know, you, you always have to... You gotta, you gotta strike a... You gotta strike a balance, and it's very, very difficult to get there. Um, I do personally think that... that um, the, the spam and the botters are in, are causing inflation early, which is a reason why you need to get them out of there, and they're being so proactive about doing that. So uh, hopefully that ends up helping the economy. But right now it is a concern. Um, Dave, could you read our uh, our next email, please? Yep. <clears throat> this comes from Ulfren. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Um says, hey, ESOTR slash classic crew. I just want you guys to know how much I, and the rest of us, I'm sure, appreciate your efforts at the network. I've only been listening to ESOTR and classic Elder Scrolls Night since January, and I feel like I've been missing out on something great for the last few years. When I did start listening and I began getting a feel for who you guys were and what you did, I was taken aback. The amount of time you guys put into this each and every week is unbelievable. I always look forward to your shows, but you don't need to apologize or feel guilty when you can't make it. And you definitely don't need to feel like you have to make it up to us when it happens. And that means you, Avarwin. Sure, I'm disappointed when a show gets canceled, but I can't understand how you're able to make as much time for the network as you do. So I can definitely understand when life gets in the way. You guys are legends, but you're also human. So don't be afraid to take a break when you need it. Thanks for everything. <laughs> well, thanks, Uvrin. I, I I appreciate that. I'm not sure about the whole legend part, but <laughs> I I am I am a legend. I I know what he's talking about. He or she. <laughs> Unfortunately, he's the legend of Twilight. Wow. Vampa. Vampa. <laughs> Uh, this is this kind of uh, reminds me of conversations of Varwar and I have had recently a few times in both directions. Uh, um, uh, how how so? Well, because I know that both you and I, man, we pour a lot into this network, oh, yeah. and uh, real life has been getting in the way a lot. 
um, I know it's that it's not that we wouldn't want to be here. It's just that <laughs> crap happens, and it seems to happen. And when it rains, it pours. Yeah, and spurts. Yeah. So, man, we've been feeling it a lot lately. I almost had to cancel this show. Believe it or not, I, I almost <sighs> had to. Yeah, no. Um, there, uh, there was a lot of overtime coming down between this entire weekend. We're just getting we're just getting crammed with it uh, again, and for reasons I can't disclose, of course, uh, because they they're political, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Literally political. Uh, so, a lot of people that I, I work with were just forced to to, to work past uh, their shift today, and um, they were eyeing me up like a like a leg of lamb. <laughs> so, <laughs> as, as a guy on is, staff with hours he can work. Mm. Mm, get him, get him, guys! I, I like ran the hell out of work. Not like they wouldn't be able to like call me up and order me to come back in, but. Uh, I, I just lucked out. <laughs> You're like, you can't catch me. Yeah. No, got your <laughs> cell phone, jerk. Anyway, um, that's our show, guys. So so thanks to all of you out there uh, who downloaded us, who are watching us on YouTube, who uh, go to our, our website, uh, which is elderscrollsofftherecord.com. Check out all of the latest in the Elder Scrolls news and, of course, general gaming and how to join our wonderful community. Well, that starts from this show at ElderScrollsOffTheRecord.com. Of course, you can also go to QuestGamingNetwork.com. If you want to email us, you can email the show at ElderScrollsOffTheRecord at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at ElderScrollsOTR. I'm Avarwin. If you want to follow me, you can do that at Avarwin. That's E-V-A-R-W-Y-N. Lou, if you want to follow him on Twitter, that's GamerGuy11B, G-A-M-E-R-G-U-Y-11B. Dave. Dave is at shaved underscore thighs 17. Yes. That's, uh, Seriously, you're going to read anything he puts there, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, I am now the writer of this show, man. I have the power. <laughs> the power. Nah, Dave's at D-Enforce. D-I. No. no. At Snuggly Gumdrops. At Snuggly Gumdrops. Snuggly Gumdrops. Oh, God. No. D-Enforce. Jesus. <laughs> D-I-E-N-F-O-R-C-E. And Shank. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Shank the Tank. S-H-A-N-K-T-H-T-A-N-K. And once again, guys, don't forget, follow him for all of the latest and greatest on savings on pumice stones folks it's like a twitter mm-hmm. groupon oh. for pumice stones mm-hmm. shank the tank final thoughts guys let's start with lou uh I, I know i've had a lot of issues this past week and i know i've mentioned it but folks don't take it the wrong way the game is still amazing you know i'm having a lot of fun it's just that you know what? It's not a smooth ride. There are going to be bumps in the road, and unfortunately, I think I'm hitting my bumps in, in the game. And I'm glad, though, I'm hitting them now, because that just means later on, as, as life of the game goes, I'm, it's just going to get better. Hit it, Shank. And Shank. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it was... Dude... Awesome. I, I liked this, was you know, as as writing my first show, uh, Internet, you're welcome. 
Um, once again, I'm jealous of you for being able to bask in the shadow of my excellence. Um, so, you know, you're, you're, you are, you are welcome. Uh, welcome to my kingdom, uh, and, uh, need for speed. Dave. I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> uh, no, I just want to say that, uh, uh, Varma and I, me and you need to sit down and we need to, to talk Turkey when it comes to what threat is in ESO and other games and uh, maybe we can make some sense out of all this because there seems to be a lot of confusion of people who've only played uh, Elder Scrolls games not really grasping what threat is and what it isn't and why things are happening Um, a lot of it looks very random if you just take it for what it is but when you think hey why is this programmed to do this at a certain time it starts making a lot of sense so uh, we're gonna we need to break it down sometime in the future. Uh, what is and what isn't when it comes to threat? Yeah, um, I will definitely talk Turkey with you about about that. Insert yeah. random Thanksgiving Day joke there about such a thing. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm glad Nightblades are are gonna be getting the buff. Um, they definitely need it, and love. Hmm? love need a little love. Yeah, they definitely need a little, a little, a little loving for <laughs> a lot of reasons. Um, as far as as far as the Templar is concerned, though, I know I said earlier in the show that that it, it seemed you know by comparison over uh, over buffed. Um, you know, Dave said it right when he said that it feels right. It's just everything else kind of feels underpowered. You know, everything should feel as powerful as as the Templar does. Um, I love the class. I think it's fantastic. I, I I've been having a ball playing the game. Uh, I've been able to get into it a lot more this week. You know, I'm up to 34, which is fantastic. I'm so excited. I'm taking my time, but I'm also playing the game more. So that leads me over to Shank. Number one, thank you for picking up the the writing of the show. Number two, and more importantly, you did a fantastic job. Congratulations, Shank the Tank, for writing this week's show. You did a great job. Thank you. You you are welcome, fellow serfs. Um, you know. Why do I even bother? He compliments himself. Why do I even bother? <laughs> Clearly, he's not lacking any kind of... Good God. All right. <laughs> And those of you in the chat room, thank you for joining us. Uh, we appreciate you hanging out with us. Thank you for watching us on YouTube, youtube.com slash Network, and for downloading us wherever it is you download our show. We're going to take you out with Watch the Skies from Jeremy Soul and the Skyrim soundtrack. Elder Scrolls Off the Record is a Quest Gaming Network production in association with the Middle Earth Network. Say goodbye, guys. We'll start with Lou. I feel the need. The need for... <laughs> Thank you, Lou. An- anticipation, yes. <laughs> oh, <why>? <laughs> <laughs> Shank. Speed! <gasps> oh, it's like a bandage. Just rip it off. <laughs> and Dave. Oh, just in the show. <laughs> Take care, everyone. Be safe. And may the foos be with you!